All right, everybody, we are back for our June episode. I'm going to warn you guys now, we're we're so far off our A-game. There's, like, little to talk about in the NFL right now. It feels like we're both kind of just picking at straws here. Should we switch this to a hockey podcast? I mean, it's game <laughs> I mean, we could make we can talk switch. hockey, NBA finals. We got a lot of stuff to talk other sports-wise. Yeah. Uh, but... We're going to try to pull some stuff out of what has been going on in the league, at least. Um, also, just looking at kind of general stuff that we're thinking about, at least at this time of the year. So we're going to talk about Jason's trades. We know he sent 30. Uh, we're going to talk about the rookie draft a little bit. And we're going to talk about something I put together just recently um, that is kind of interesting. So let's just jump right into it and see how this goes. All right, let's do it. Alright, let's go ahead and get started. So, like Cheeks said, we're going to jump into some pretty deep off-season stuff. Couldn't convince mm-hmm. Cheek to change methods on the uh, podcast here and just make it a full-on hockey podcast. <laughs> I mean, without the NFL, I'm just like struggling for sports to watch. FC Cincinnati's on like once a week. Yeah, That's a good... That's still happening. That's a good fix. Uh, Women's World Cup is on, but let's be honest, we're all just waiting for the Twitter results to come in so we can watch the U.S. women just... <laughs> Spank Thailand. Destroyed. 13 to nothing. I haven't seen a minute of that game, but I'm proud to be an American. (laughs) I'm proud of our our ladies. Uh, So, since I didn't convince Cheek to make this a not-NFL podcast, uh, here we are talking about the NFL in June. Uh, First off, though, off-season segment, uh, what are you drinking tonight, Cheek? Oh, yes. I am drinking a delicious beer from Three Floyds. It is called Laser Snake. Laser Snake. (laughs) It is perfect. Like, if you guys haven't seen the logo for this thing, it is literally a King Cobra snake with, like, laser guns mounted on top of its head. Britain's seen it. I know Britt's seen it. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Such a good beer. Uh, I was kind of sad Matt is not able to drink no. right now because of the diet that he's doing. So, been there. Yeah. That it, sucks. These health challenge things are so stupid. <laughs> They're so stupid dumb. Stupid health. But, yeah, I mean, I guess. I, so, I, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. That's dumb because I'd like, I'm a person that can pretty much lose weight at will. I just, I just genuinely love. No, no, no. I have the will. <laughs> should I choose to use it? I just love being fat. <laughs> like when I sit down to dinner, I'm like, am I going to be happier if I eat a whole package of ravioli or not a whole package of ravioli? <laughs> and should I wash that down with three beers or six beers? And I'm always going to pick the higher number because it's just more fun. It's just more fun. Life's better fat. Life's better fat. It really is. Well known fact. But now I got to like set an example for my daughter or <laughs> something stupid. So. <laughs> I'm drinking a seltzer water, but I'm still smoking. There's nothing in the <laughs> can't stop the smoking. That's yeah, not gonna stop. There's nothing in the health challenge about tobacco consumption. I did try to get uh, overloading on caffeine and nicotine to artificially boost your heart rate. Car- counted as cardio in the health challenge, and that was vetoed. <laughs> so, I, man, I, that is a that's a thoughtful like pitch for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm a big, really loop, don't want to work out. Big loophole guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm working out sad when you got a broken shoulder because you're like, I'll do push-ups. Oh, yeah. oh, I can't do can't that. Do that. Yep. So then, like after 40 bodies you watch, you're like, all right, well, I think I'm pretty much done here. <laughs> and like running, I hate running, so that oh, yeah. that's not gonna work. Nobody likes running. And yeah, so it's a, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm down eight pounds in three days, so that weight loss competition that's pretty amazing. is mine. <laughs> I tell you, I have, I can do whatever I want. I just 
don't. I just don't want. I just don't want. <laughs> and not like in like this deep, like, yeah, but like if you didn't want to sin, you would just stop sinning. No, it's not like a base instinct thing. I just choose to be fat. Uh, <laughs> so I guess now I'm choosing to be not fat. So that's why I'm not drinking beer. Life into the uh, picture into the life of Matt. Uh, let's jump into uh, first thing to talk about. So Jason took a whole month off. Yes. Um, you know, took his little sabbatical and came back firing, sent out 30 Good trades. Night. Yeah. Got none of them accepted. Uh, I don't know if that speaks to the league and people being scared to trade or the sheer just lack of quality of the trades that were sent out. Mm. I'm going to be nice to Jason and split it 90-10 against Jason. So 90% against Jason? It's Jason's fault. (laughs) Yeah. And that was me being nice. (laughs) I mean, you know, he's trying He's trying to work deals. He's not a chump. He's not going to offer you something fair right off the bat. you got to work for it. Yeah. Uh, so, like, for example, to me. So, so <clears> my <throat> team is in a super weird spot right now, and we can kind of mix in some NFL news here with the whole Tyree Kill saga. If you guys haven't been following along, we talked about it probably mm. two months ago when I said that I would draft Stalin if he put up 100 points a week, <laughs> which I stand by. Um, Still willing. So the police somehow got a hold of like some more footage of. Oh, we got a we got a guest we got a guest visitor coming in here. A a random homeless man. We got a homeless man who's decided to enter my garage. You guys talking sports? Oh yeah, sports. Oh my god, sports guy Zach Leopold has made his appearance. I fucking own sports. Well known, (laughs) well neighborhood sports expert, well known neighborhood sport enthusiast. Oh my god, I've been following a lot of athletics lately. Yeah. And uh, most are looking good, other yeah. than Cincinnati. Yeah, they're, Cincinnati's not looking good in anything. Yeah. Reds are turning around. They're trying. They're trying to. They are. Uh, they're like six games out of first place right now. If, so, oh, really? If oh, yeah. turning around was a 360, they're at 70, maybe 72 degrees. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Celsius. Uh, yeah. Celsius. <laughs> Perfect. Flaw- that's flawless. Yeah, that is... <laughs> That's math. That's it math. is math. Math? I don't do. I don't do a lot of math. Not a big math guy. When it comes to sports, it takes precision. It takes a lot of math. That's why I use Celsius. Ah, perfect. It's more accurate. In <laughs> angles. Ooh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I have a protractor. Actually, I use when I, when I sports. I pull out my protractor and I pull out my thermostat. Your Celsius protractor. Mm-hmm. You should sell that. Yeah. Well, I got it from Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Did you know I knew him? Did you know? How'd you uh, how'd you run across him? Well, me and Mark McGuire. <laughs> oh my god! We used to golf together with uh, John Herman. He's <laughs> <laughs> not a sports guy. <laughs> But, but apparently a big golf guy. But a big, big golf, golf guy. Big golf, big golf guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Golf guy. He, he used to golf with Tiger Woods. Right. <laughs> and and uh, Mark McGuire. It's quite the force. This isn't about Tiger. We won't, we won't go into Tiger. <laughs> I'm interrupting something. I honestly have no idea what I'm interrupting. Oh, we're, doing a, we're doing our podcast for the well, league. Oh, so all for this like, is recorded. Yeah, so for this like, this was that thing you guys have been trying to get me to come to for a long, yeah, long yep. time. and you fi- you finally just accidentally you became our guest, in. even though you tried as hard as you could not to be our guest. Every week, every week I walked by over over a half a dozen times, <laughs> hoping to get called in, just looking in the windows, you know, seeing fate deemed that this would be the. <laughs> it was. Some would say it was destined. Destined. 
or pre Destined. Oh, oh, we're going into that. Oh, well, here I mean, we go. We're pretty short this on is, NFL this is a news. <laughs> this is a All right, ball. this updated. We are now a theology podcast. <laughs> John Calvin. Oh my God. And uh, Michael. Give me a Avenatti. sports guy. Michael Avenatti. Michael Aven. That's the guy who represented I was Stormy to Daniels. Up from Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh. but apparently, there's others. There's other Michael. Michael's. Michael Avenatti is the guy that it's represented different. Stormy Daniels. Oh, that stor- prost- uh, that, that Stormy. The, uh, the, uh, she was the porn star that Donald Trump slept that, with. Yeah. Storm's coming, Annie. Storm's <laughs> coming. Bo- bones are shaking. I thought, you were, I thought it was a Star Wars reference. I'm sorry. No, it was not. Well, best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I could uh, bring some insightful things. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Got, oh, wow. Eight and a half viewers tonight. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely a live thing. Yeah. <laughs> Blessings. <laughs> Blessings. <laughs> Blessed be. <laughs> Can you uh? Will you lead worship? Will you lead worship next week <laughs> on on this? Absolutely. Okay. Great. Yeah. Oh my great. gosh. But we only do Muslim worship on this. You got that covered. I got a I got a, a, a small barrier rug I could bring. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> we always we always make sure we podcast facing east. Yeah. Just in case the call breaks you out. Are currently. Yeah, it's south, big time south. So we're gonna be a little more strict next. Week. Speaking of which, I'm pretty sure my roofer put the compass rose on my house on backwards. You ordered a compass rose? I didn't put it. It was already there, and he just put it back. You ordered a? I did not rose. order it. It was already there. Excuse me, roofers, please bring a compass rose. I paid a thousand dollars for it. Okay. Be that it was the government probably that paid for for my compass. The compass rose. No. Do you know what a compass rose is? Yeah. Is, is that is that another sports reference? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm lost. Is it who is the the big the big babushki? What was his name? The, <laughs> the big babushki. Uh, the uh, the grand finale. The, uh, he was a baseball guy. The big bamboo. The Babe the Ruth. Big, Babe Ruth. The, the Babe Rose. Babe Ruth. The great Bambino. The great Bambino. I thought, okay, the I Sultan of Swat. I thought Compass Rose was maybe another word for it. No. The great Bambino? Okay. Well. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, uh. See ya. <laughs> see ya. Zach Leopold, expert sports analyst. Oh my gosh. Great having you, Zach. Great having you. <laughs> Gosh, that was so perfect. That was the most unexpected thing to ever happen. Yes, and that's why we record in the garage, folks. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> community podcast. We're all about the community. Very neighborhood focused. <laughs> neighborhood focused podcast. So let, let's jump uh, back into Jason's trades. Yeah. So back to Tyreek is where we were. Yeah. yeah so Tyreek, they got a hold of footage. They they got a hold of audio of him being a terrible person, mm. allegedly. And uh, then they, it feels kind of bad to say allegedly, but hey man, it's alleged. Uh, and that's why he's still on my team. Uh, and then he, somehow the investigation was like reopened and then just closed. So apparently he's like yeah. playing again, but the NFL was like waiting for the police to do something. But then the, the police just did nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess technically the, I mean, the NFL does not have to listen to the police or obey by anything like that at all. Correct. So as of right now, there's no like. There's no ramification against him yet, I think. Is that right? Well, so it's it's weird. He's still so legally, like the 
Yeah, like the law. Kansas City law is no longer pursuing the investigation against Tyreek Hill. But the NFL is its own law. It's called Goodell law. And Goodell law, Goodell gets to do whatever he wants. Um, so, like right now, Tyreek is still on the exempt list. Meaning he's not playing. Meaning he can't play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that is subject to change. Right. But it could also stay the same. So it's really confusing. It like, is. It's one of those where it's like, if the law is not investigating him, why are we still doing this? Um, I don't know the full reasoning behind all of that. and We're not going to dive into that. Yeah. Um, but all that but, to say, all that uncertainty basically wraps up my entire team because I have Tyreek Hill and Patrick yeah. Mahomes. And so I either have the best quarterback wide receiver stack in the league with the wide receiver one from last year, or I desperately need a wide receiver. Mm. And I'm also pretty weak in my like second running back spot right now because my second running back, I got Zeke. My second running back is like one of five guys really hoping Aaron Jones comes through, but who knows how that's going to work out. Yeah. So um, all that to say, Jason offered me uh, Chris Carson and Marquez Valdez-Scantling for my 2021st. Going after your first again. I know, I know. Going, going for them. And I think he thought I would sell low on it, which I probably will end up doing, but I don't know <laughs> like what... maybe Marshawn or... Yeah. Some other guy that's about to... It was a great trade. Go into his grave. That was a great... Some are saying that's the greatest trade of all time. Tons of people are saying that. Uh, <laughs> but I talked to everyone. Uh, but, so, like, with my team being wrapped in that much uncertainty, I guess... I'm the kind of guy that's like, I want to wait to see how that plays out because I think I'll get clarity and then still be able to make yeah. a pretty comparable move mm-hmm. rather than just do it right now because I don't I don't think the value in anyone else's minds are going to change about their players in the next two months. Yeah. Or like three months. True. But like the what my team needs can change drastically in three months, yeah. which is why I'm kind of like in a holding <clears throat> pattern right now, which yeah. sucks to say, but I just feel like that's the only way I can play it right now. So, that was the trade to me. I ended up rejecting that. But Jason, thanks for the trade. It was it was a good trade. It addressed my need. I need like I need a running another running back. I like Chris Carson. He's on a running team. Yeah, they want to run. He's got some injury issues for sure, but like he's a good RB two to have. So, thanks for the trade offer, Jason. But uh, I am uh, in analysis paralysis mode right now. <laughs> so I assume you got that, an offer. that is a that is a tough trade. Yeah, I I I think I'm the same as you. Like I I like Carson. I like Scantling. And your 2021st could be, I mean, it, it could be a great pick or it could be kind of the back of the first for all we know. Yeah, exactly. So, and all of that depends on Tyreek. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of that depends on Tyreek. So I like that the trade didn't actually involve Tyreek because I feel like that's typically what I've seen in leagues is like someone has Tyreek in a dynasty league. Let's go try to steal him for super cheap. Yeah. And they throw out this super low offer. Jason didn't do that. Jason actually said like, hey, he's panicking on Tyreek. I don't want Tyreek, but I want to like – feed his uh his need yeah a little bit so i I think it was a good offer i'm honestly kind of surprised you didn't take it but i can see why like i I totally get your point of like you just kind of got to hold right now yeah um hoping that it plays out uh for me jason sent me three total offers and two of them were really good one not so much um so i'll I'll go uh from kind of bottom to top here the first one that i i didn't love this offer it was Mike Williams. Um, I, I would be trading away Mike Williams to receive Marvin Jones and Alshon Jeffrey. Um, Look at this spider right here. 
Look at this thing. Sure. It is right by your face. Oh, I hate spiders. No, thank you. Let me take him outside. Oh, ah, he's fine. Oh, ah. <laughs> All right. It was good thing we took care of that like men. Took care of it like men. <laughs> Just two burly men sitting in a garage <laughs> talking about man things drinking like football, beer and drinking cigars, drinking and seltzer water. Spiders around here. There's spiders <laughs> everywhere. This is a death trap. <laughs> it's an actual certified death trap. <laughs> All right, sorry, go on. Uh, so it was Mike uh, Mike Williams. I would be getting rid of him from Marvin Jones and Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, the reason I don't like this trade is I am in the camp that Mike Williams is going to be a top 12 wide receiver. I'm not wow. saying this year. Top 12. Oh, okay. I'm not saying this year necessarily. But honestly. You think he's got his, the talent? His, his talent's there. His upside is there. Like, if he was this year, I wouldn't be like, oh, my gosh, that guy came out of nowhere. Right. I would be surprised, but not like shocked and all. Yeah. Um, but I see it in his future. Like I don't doubt that he's going to be a top dog. And Marvin Jones and Alshon Jeffrey, yes, they are good now. Eh. But Mike Williams is also good now. And yeah. I need a future team as well. I'll say, and Marvin Jones and Alshon Jeffrey, in my opinion, are heading toward bust. Land. Yeah, they're heading towards the end of their career. So I, I didn't love that. Uh, the next one he sent me was Devonta Freeman for Mike Williams in my 2023rd. This one was a good trade because I is, do... That is a good trade-off. I like Freeman a lot. Yep. Um, I think, honestly, what kind of just threw me on it is I don't like the idea of trading next year's rookie picks. Yeah, but there's a third rounder. It is a third round. Um, I, I do still like Mike Williams. That one probably tempted me the most, though. Yeah. Like, I, I just... really like Devonta Freeman, um, and it was a tough, tough trade. I'm to putting myself down. in your shoes just because I, because of my running back situation, and I, I don't know your team exactly, but... That would have been tough for me to turn down. Yeah, as a guy who needs a running back. Yeah, so I, I kind good... of need a running back. That's the thing is like I don't I'm not desperate for one in my yeah. opinion, but like I'd like a little bit more depth. Yeah. Um. The next one, the last one. This one was a big one, and th- this one I honestly just couldn't do because it was so many moving parts. So, uh, Jason was sending Devonta Freeman, Chris Carson, in a 2021 third round. Oh, going out two years. Yeah, going out two years for Carry On Johnson. And the 2020 second round from me. So this one was like, man, carry on's young. Devonta Freeman is a little older, and Carson is. Same with Carson. Like, yeah, he's a Actually, little. He's I think not Carson's as like old. 26, 27, but yeah. he's, he's definitely injury prone. Yeah, he's had injury issues. There's Rashad Penny in the backfield as well. Um, Freeman, they just drafted a running back of right. Quadriolison or whatever it is. And carry on, I, I was hyped about him. He was yeah. my first round rookie pick last year. I've been hyped about him all along. So Jason kind of went after two guys that honestly are like probably my most hyped guys. Right. Um, so I, I think it was just like those are really good offers, but I love my team, and those two are like some of my most excited guys. So I, I declined both of them. There's no way it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, which is probably about it might be about calling me. I'll probably end up regretting it. But yeah, I, I think I mean I think the one the Devonta Freeman one would be, I would I would probably lean toward yes. Mm-hmm. But not like heavily. Like I don't think you're a crazy person for not taking it. Yeah. But I think that I think those are yeah two of those are great offers. Yeah. Um, I want to jump real quick to an idea. So so Jason enforced a sabbatical on himself. Yeah. Um, to kind of like give everyone a, t- a chance to rest from his his need to move <laughs> players, which I appreciate and love, love about it, the way yeah. that Jason plays. I wish I could feed that need more. Yeah. I feel like I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. 
it's a real shame to talk about how much I love trading and then basically just come on this podcast and basically say like, yeah, well, no, I'm not no, trading no. for the next couple months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Tyreek. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So maybe I'm just a coward. I don't know. But so the uh, the idea that I so, – so we're talking about trying to like up engagement in these off-season months. Like how do we get more people interested in trading and paying attention to their teams mm-hmm. and actually making these kind of moves, paying attention to the news? And I think I have – uh, my proposed solution is actually maybe a little bit counterintuitive at first, and I think that we should take a for, like a sabbatical, like the entire league should take a sabbatical, mm. and that basically right after you know give it like two weeks after the Super Bowl or something, so like retirement announcements can come out and stuff like that, uh, until at least the NFL draft. So that way, it's basically when's the draft like April, so it ends up like three months when you're mm. just like off. And, 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 you know, the time frame is kind of fudgeable. But the idea is if you have everyone, like, take a break, then everyone kind of comes back, like, recharged and ready to jump back into fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Instead of just having this thing that's constantly looming over them where, like, yeah, you could make a trade, but, like, why would I respond to this trade offer this week when I can just wait, you know, Six a month? Six months. Yeah, a month yeah. or two months, and nothing about the league is really going to have changed for my specific player, most likely. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, you know, so I can just deal with that later. That's how I felt all off season with all the trade moves, uh, trade offers with Baker before yeah. all this Tyreek stuff came out. It was just like, well, why would I move Baker now? Like, I can just wait until these rookies get drafted and wait mm-hmm. until more news comes out, like the Tyreek news and yeah. things like that. So I think by taking everyone out of the fantasy football world, it makes jumping back in that much more exciting. What do you think about that idea? You know, as we like put this on, I was like, I hate this because, like, in my mind, I love, I love that we're a year-round like league. Right. Like, I love the idea that like I can make a trade right now. But if I look at the facts, right, I haven't made a trade, um, and honestly, I don't expect that to change. Um, so I think it could be something that actually is like a little bit more valuable. And I agree, like, especially right now, I I would say like, for me, it would, it would need to be like after the NFL rookie draft, like, cause uh, there's a lot of hype leading up to that. Like, Oh, like your first round pick and then, or maybe like a couple weeks after. So like, uh, NFL rookie draft was April, late April. So like May 7th, it shuts down until August 1st. Oh, so you would want to do it after the draft yeah. until the beginning of the season. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of hype in the NFL around the, the NFL draft, which carries over into fantasy football as well. So there, there's some like, oh, man, like I have the 101. Like for Matre, like his 101 had value before the NFL draft, regardless of who was going to be that player. Yeah. Um, if he's smart, he's not going to trade it till after the NFL draft. But there's there's like there's it, it creates chatter. Um, but I, I like that idea because I do think I will be surprised to see a trade happen before August in our league at all. Like Jason sent out 30 trades. None of them went through. Right. That's right. saying something. And I, I like bo- both of us got offers that were good offers. So yep. if he's sending out good trade offers, it's really surprising. It clearly shows to me that everyone's kind of just afraid to make a move at this point. Yeah. And I think some of it could also be like, you know, you don't want to make a move because you've almost like. I mean, if you haven't been really, like, staying tuned in, staying connected, like, you yeah. don't even really remember, like, who's on your roster. You yeah. got to go reset that. You got to put everyone together. You got to get, like, ingrain your team back in your mind because, sure, your starters, you could probably name right off the top of your head. But, like, I like when, when Jason sent me that offer, I had to remember who was, like, on my bench. Like, yeah. you know, 
I knew some of them, but like I had ten guys that I was like, oh crap, I forgot about these guys mm. because I just been like, you know, it had just been so long because you know winter comes around and we're all paying attention to just totally different sports. So. Yep. That's my idea. I'd love to hear some chatter on like the group me and stuff on yeah. what you guys think like a useful sabbatical would look like. Or if you think it's a terrible idea, you can say that too. It's just I'm throwing it out there and by no means demanding anything. It's just just an idea that I have. I'd love to hear what you guys think about that. Let's jump into draft talk. And by draft we mean our draft, our rookie yes. draft, and some of the uh, some of the conversation around that. So one big piece that we've been talking about is kind of the the uh, the format of the draft, and we know mm. it's a linear draft, all rookies only, and all that. But more about the specifics of like slow versus fast. When do we do it? Like, what does that kind of stuff do? So, I kind of want to get your pulse on these things. So, like, what do you think we should do? Do you think we should do a slow draft or a fast draft with a party or some <clears> kind of hybrid where we get through, you know, the first two rounds or something like that? Or what do you think? I think. I, I think I'd be okay with, like, a hybrid draft where at least we do, like, two rounds in person and then the following, th- like, three. I, I, I think I'd be okay with a slow draft at that point, um, but I don't love it. I, I love the idea of our, our draft being, like, in-person draft party. Like, one of my favorite things that we did last year as a league was all going to Britain's house yep. and, like, sitting in a room, like, all of us separate, like, for it was like three or four hours just drafting like that was awesome like there was like pounded cookies and nuggets yeah pounding food pounding beer i got to smoke outside and draft at the same time that's a that's a dream of mine for a long time so good uh definitely host an outside draft (laughs) definitely an outside draft again uh but on top of that like you got to like trash talk the entire time oh yeah you got to like see players in real time like get sniped from you like Corey took James Conner, and I remember just being like, damn you, Corey. <laughs> like, why would you take him this early? You're a fool, and it really paid off for Corey. Yep. Because uh, he finished better than me. Uh, but, like, stupid I mean, stuff like that. Where, almost like, everyone did. Yeah, most everyone did. <laughs> finished better than me. Uh, so, but it was, that was, like, one of my favorite things that we did this past year. Yeah. Is drafting in person and getting to experience picks real time and uh, kind of have that activity in the league. I would definitely say bare minimum. Like first three rounds in person, rounds four and five. There's so much garbage there that like, I wouldn't care if you gave me eight hours. I'll make my pick in five minutes. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. But some people want to move stuff around and, mm-hmm. and you know do that. So so I agree. I think it has to be an in in person kind of draft party thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're not doing an in person draft party, I mean, I, I don't even know what we're doing. I mean, that's that's just crazy talk not to do an in person. Yeah. Um, when you talk when you think about time per pick. Mm. So I think like kind of the 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 extreme is one minute, like you would do in a redraft, which I think Gosh, there's no. no way, no way in a no fantasy way. rookie. So then, the real question is, how much time do you want to leave for like wheeling and dealing, not just decision making? Because to me, like five minutes says you're giving someone a lot of time to make a decision, but if they're gonna get a trade offer off in five minutes, like that's gonna be that's gonna be tough to do. That is, that is tough. Now you stretch it out to like 20 minutes and now you can have a couple different conversations while you're mm. on the clock, you can figure it out, half hour. But now the draft is taking forever if everyone is taking the, all that time up. So wh- where do you kind of land in this like time frame thing? You know, I think like, just trying to think of, let me, I want to. I'm going to calculate this real quick, and I mean, you could probably do this in your freaking head. If we did 15 minutes for each player in just the first round, that's that's three hours. It's a three-hour round. If it's everyone takes round. their 15 minutes, which, like, at first I was going to say like 
I would say 15 minutes for the first round, but I also know Tyler Griffin, and he's going to take every damn 15 oh, minutes possible. 15 minutes. And he's going to trade back, and he's going to take every single 15 minutes possible. <laughs> and I'm going to hate that. Like, I know for a fact that's going to happen. Um, so, I, gosh. But on the flip side of that, if it was a 15-minute clock for the first two rounds, so then the maximum potential thing is like a six-hour thing. <sighs> that's so long. But, but hear me out. We've got a cooler full of beer. We're grilling up. We got cornhole there. So you can be like in and out having these conversations. Like, you know, you can be, you know, you obviously want to be paying attention, but you don't have to be like glued to your screen for six hours straight. If you know you don't have a pick coming up for three hours, then and you're fine just like catching back up, right? Like, you know, you're one pick away and you can catch back up. You've been playing cornhole. Someone wants to offer to trade. They can come up and talk to you, like that kind of thing. It's long, Man. but it's possible. I mean, I, I see the value. My only concern is, like, we'll do the same thing that we're doing right now. We're, like, we'll be trying to make... Like, for me, for example, like, literally, I, I mean, we can kind of... This is a little bit of segue into what we we're going to talk about later. Like, one of my goals in the rookie draft is I, I want to trade back from the 102. Yeah. I don't love that pick. I think that I can get some value for that pick and still get a relatively good player in the first. Um, and that's that's my goal. Like, I want to trade back, still have a first round, and get another player in the process. Um but I know that that process will be a full 15-minute process. Right. Like, it's a process right now. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to wheel and deal that before the draft even starts, and I'm not having success. Right. Um, so, it's like, do I really want to, like, do I really need that time? Can I, can, like, can, can you we actually all just get go into done? the draft? Yeah. Am I just going to sit there and, like, try to wheel and deal for 15 minutes and get nowhere And at then all? just, like, make a pick that you would have made anyway? Yeah. yeah. Like, so I almost go on the line of, like, seven minutes. Go like go into this draft knowing like if I want to trade back, this is what I'm willing to trade back for. Yeah. And if you are willing to trade up for a specific player, think about that before we get there. Don't wait till we get there and then be like, oh, Chris went to kill Harry. Josh Jacobs is there. Didn't see that coming. Right. Like, there's a possibility of that happening, guys. Like, right. Be honest with yourselves. Um, and uh, vice versa. Like, uh, oh, Chris went Josh Jacobs. I thought he was going to kill. Like, it, there's so many things that can happen. Think about that beforehand and prep for it. What about this? Because I agree. I mean, six hours is crazy. I was trying That's to make too long. I was trying to make yeah. the case for six hours for just two rounds. Uh, yeah, what that, if we went? What if we went the seven minute route or like the five minute or even a three minute route? But each team got one extension on one of their picks, and so if you were trying to make a move, you could use your extension and turn that pick Ooh. into like a ten minute extension because you're trying to make a deal. So one time in the draft. Something like that comes up. You're like, oh, my God, I didn't see this coming. I want to be able to capitalize. I'm going to activate my extension. We, you, get, you, you get a 10-minute timer on that pick. Like it, The draft stops for 10 minutes so that you can make moves. And at the end of your 10 minutes, it's done. And if, and if, that ha- if you use that once, that's your one time, and you're done. That's inter- I like that. So that way you can like kind of do both. It's like because the reality is, yeah, you'll probably end up if it's 15 minutes, you're gonna end up with a bunch of like crazy potential talking, and then yeah. at the end, no real 90 percent of the time, nothing is gonna change. Yep. It's gonna be the pick that was made anyway. But if yep. you really want to move your pick, then you get one chance to really move your pick. That I think I like that. I like that idea. Like, I just came up. That just I came mean, to my head. It's as simple as pausing the draft. We're doing it all in sleeper, so it's just pausing the draft, yeah. setting a 10 minute timer, saying like, hey, once the 10 minutes is up. It's no longer paused, and you're back to your three minutes. That's right. Deal with it. Right. Like, you get ten minutes. You're not to getting make, it again. Yeah, you get ten minutes to make a deal, <clears throat> and if you don't make it, then then you missed out. Because the reality is, like, it's pretty much only going to be the f- 
first, maybe second round. First, may, yeah, yeah, it's first, maybe second round that people are really going to be wanting to like move picks on the go like yeah. that. And so if you just give every team one, you know, some teams won't use it, some teams will use it, mm. and then it keeps it reasonable. Yeah, so maybe it's like a three, four minute timer with a ten minute, one ten minute extension a team. Yeah. I like that. That, that yeah, is, that is actually I, I like that, that a lot. Popped into my head. I think that is like a really good solution to fit both needs. I think a fifteen minute timer is way too long. That's real long. It, it, like I know that I will take at least ten minutes of that, and that's just too long, honestly. I mean, I take. One I minute. love the people in our league. I don't want to spend six hours on just two rounds of football because I'm going to leave with three players. I'll say if we're going to pl- if we're going to plan a six hour party, we should just get the draft done in two hours. And then party and then for four party hours. Party for four right? hours. Yeah, exactly. Because right. I like you guys enough to see you for six hours. <laughs> Seven hours. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's madness. Uh, okay, cool. I like that idea. I'm going to pitch that idea officially. Uh, this is this is my official pitch for that idea. Can we get one, <laughs> one ten-minute extension on a pretty short clock per team? Uh, last thing of kind of like logistics, when do you think we should have this? you think we should do this like – like, kind of like you would do a redraft where you do it like the last possible minute, like preseason, after preseason, week three for sure. I like to do it after all preseason is done mm-hmm. for uh, redraft just so you don't get Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Gosh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, but, you know, some people are talking about doing it before preseason so that yep. way you have all your rookies, you can watch them flash in the preseason, mm-hmm. make moves based on their flashing. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think I'm currently our draft is scheduled for this Sunday, so that's terrifying. Uh, but Britain's going to fix that, as we all know. Uh, hopefully. Uh, but uh, I think that... Sorry for this jet engine over here. My freaking <laughs> cigar keeps going out. <laughs> I, I like uh, the idea of redraft being after preseason. Absolutely. 100%. It needs to be. Got to be. Because be. there's so much information in pre, like redraft leagues. It's a one-year deal. And if you get burnt on a freaking ACL tear in preseason week four, you're just pissed. Yeah. That's just terrible. Um, so, absolutely redraft that way. As far as Dynasty, I think it needs to be, like, at the latest, like, week three of preseason. That's, like, that is very, very You're talking before the week three games? Yes. Um, so, like, ha- essentially halfway through preseason. I Personally, I would prefer it to be before preseason. I want to go into preseason – thinking about some rookies and I got my rookies and I want to watch them play. I want to have yeah. a reason to watch them play. And we'll still get a chance like, oh my gosh, this rookie actually looks better than some of the guys that I picked up. I'm going to grab that guy. Yeah. So it gives us a little bit more reason to be active. If we're waiting until after, you know, week three or, you know, week four towards the end of preseason, we're just watching games hoping we see something happen. Right. That's it. Right. We're not actually making moves off of it. So it could force people to spend fab. There's so many factors that go into it. So... Yeah, I do. I, I tend to lean with you too. I I think in a in a redraft, it's got to be late. Got to be, in my opinion, post week four. Mm. Um, in a in, in a dynasty, and again, we've never done this before, so yeah, this is just me guessing at it. But I feel like I want it to be pre preseason, so that you like like you said, you have a reason to watch the preseason. Yeah. But I'm also very sympathetic to you. Want to see a couple games, see if these guys flash, yeah. because that could. That could greatly impact the draft. I mean, you imagine oh like gosh. Nikhil Harry popping off week two, Matre takes him, Josh yep. Jacobs just fell back. Like that changes everything. But yep. like if it if it was before preseason, there's no way he doesn't take Josh Jacobs. So like there's a whole lot of potential. I don't think there's I think the only wrong way is waiting until all the way after preseason, oh, like gosh, a redraft. Yeah. I think I think no. that's the only really wrong way. Um 
in my mind, I think it would be fun as like a way to get pumped up for the NFL season if it was like the week before preseason started or something. Mm. I don't know how late typically people do these drafts, uh, but that's that's what comes to mind. Apparently, people are doing them right now. Which is yeah, that, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of wild to me, but. You know, I, I could also see for the same reasons that we're talking about one to see preseason. Yeah. You know, you could say I want to draft right now, so that way all the hype that comes out of OTAs and training camp and stuff, I want to see that and have that affect yeah, all the moves that we make. True. So I think you can always argue for making it earlier, making it later, like definitely making it after preseason starts is pretty tough. So I guess I don't have a strong feeling on it as long as it's before preseason. That's that's where yeah. I land. I could agree with that. Yeah, and I think. It is definitely something that I, I feel like a lot of the league is in that same boat. Yeah. Like, I feel like most of us are that, that same way. We're like, we don't want to do it now. We don't want to do it at the end of preseason. We want it to be right before. Um, so, I'm sure we'll be. Let's just make it a month before the first preseason game, and then it's easy. Yeah. Done. Gives us plenty of time. Decided. Done. On this podcast. Go ahead and book it, Britt. There you go. <laughs> Your Done. house. Get the nuggets ready. Start cooking them now. Get the nuggets ready. Slow cook nuggets. I ate so many nuggets last year. It was. It's great. Awesome. It's if I'm on some dumbass health challenge by then, that is going oh, out dude. the window. I'm losing every. Bye time. bye points. I'm literally gonna blend nuggets and beer and cookies into a oh thing, and I'm just gonna gosh. drink it. I'm gonna Ugh. I'm gonna break my jaw, and I'm gonna eat chicken tenders like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, let's jump into something a little bit more league-focused, team-focused. Uh, hmm. What are your goals heading into this rookie draft now that we've kind of talked about when we think it'll be, where hmm. it'll go? So let's uh, let's take a quick sneak peek just to kind of base. Let's look at last year's draft. Did last year's rookie draft kind of produce the value that you thought it would, or were the players more valuable or less valuable? Yeah, I think last year's rookie draft, I was going into it kind of with a mindset of like, this is so stupid. These none of these guys will be relevant. If like one of them, one of them will be relevant. It's right. Saquon, and then everyone after that was kind of like, hopefully they will be one day. Right. Um, and I think that's part of like just being in redraft leagues for like eight years. Um, so never really drafting rookies. I've never really thought about them. Yeah. Um, There's like two rookie running backs that go yeah. before round ten every year. Yep. Every year. Uh, so, but like I look at it, you know, looking back at last year's rookie draft, I'm good, just looking at the first round. And a couple players that stick out to me as like actual valuable players this year and even last year in some context. Saquon Barkley, obviously. Uh, Royce Freeman has value this year. Like he, he could be the one in Denver, or he could be riding the pine behind Philip Lindsay. We don't or, know. Yeah, or it could be one A one B situation. There's so much upside for him. Um, possible, well, not so much upside. There is upside there for him to bounce back. He had an injury, so it's hard to bounce back from that. Uh, Darius Geis, again, injury. Still, like... <laughs> still may be injured. Still may be injured, but he also has the upside of, like, he could be a big player in right. the NFL. Uh, Rashad Penny, I like him a lot. I don't think he's going to surpass Chris Carson, but a lot of people like him. Uh, DJ Moore, again, like, he's a guy that people think is going to be possibly the one in Carolina. Uh, carry on, my boy, carry on. Yeah, obviously uh, looking great. Love him. Sonny Michelle, great. Cortland Sutton, not so much. 
just because of the quarterback situation there. But, like, he has... What are you talking about? John Madden said that Joe Flacco <laughs> looked just like he did when he won the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Which I took you as... You mean his face hasn't changed. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, it means he's not any shorter. He's about the same height. And his facial when you, hair is about the same ratio. When you walk up to him on the street, you're like, yes, Joe Flacco, he won a Super Bowl. But then when he throws the ball, you're like, this guy won a Super Bowl? Who is that man? Yeah. Who is that imposter? Uh, so Cortland Sutton, again, has the potential to be the one on a crappy team. Uh, Nick Chubb, great. Calvin Ridley was actually really good last year. Christian Kirk has potential to be great. Honestly, the only guy, literally the only guy in the first round where I'm like, I am so happy I didn't draft that guy is Ronald Jones. Hey, called the bust well Called before that bust. Uh, and like, that's the only guy. Like Of the 12 players I just mentioned, I would be pretty happy with... 11 of them. There's some, obviously, that I'm more happy with. But, like, even Royce Freeman. Yeah. Like, I'm not... If I'm Matre, like... Well, actually, Matre didn't draft him. Uh, but if I am Matre, I'm not mad that I have Royce Freeman. Right. Like, he has upside. He could be a good guy. So, I think my opinion on rookies has changed drastically this year. Um, where I even, like, looking into the second and third rounds, I actually see more value than I did in the past. Like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and I think... I think now that we're actually heading into the second year of a league and these picks are on our rosters mm-hmm. and they're because like i think one of the things about rookies is like it, it is true rookies are almost never never valuable yeah but i think the funny thing that we may have overlooked is that rookies you know become not rookies you yeah. know after they're not rookies anymore <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't say and so like yeah it is a big future play now there's obviously a lot of like uncertainty you know where where so you're gonna land and, and and the talent falls off pretty quickly and it's hard to predict but i do think there's a lot more value than i realized in the rookie draft that being said i, I probably am still the lowest person in the league on rookies Rookie. because i feel like a lot of times you know you're not going to be able to get you might not be able to get a trade or at the one four you could really lose out but to get dj more off of someone is probably just as easy as getting the one four off of someone yeah and so like i'd rather just have dj more and know who what guy i got why yeah. i got him uh, <clears throat> that's just me but i do think there's a lot more value than i realized especially when you start to look deep into the like deeper into the draft in the third round i mean you got guys like deshaun hamilton you got guys like kiki kuti in the both in the third round, uh, even last year you had Equin, uh, Marquez Valdez Gantling and uh, Equanimius. That was horrible. Equanimius, Saint <laughs> Brown. Uh, I mean, like those They're guys. Fourth rounders. Yeah. I mean, they they were startable last year. They were able to provide value to your fantasy team, which I I just didn't see coming, which was shocking. Yeah. So definitely learned something uh, from the draft. So I think. Coming into this draft, are you trying to get more picks for the 2019 draft? Or are you kind of happy with where you are and you just kind of want to switch those around? Well, I, I actually finished last year trying to trying to get more picks. Um, so that, like, I have a late second and a late third. Um, and I, I'm in the boat of, like, I don't like the fourth and fifth round. So I'm trying to, like, find any way I can package those guys and get rid of them. Right. Um, even though they're little value. But... Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it is like I, I'm not trying to get more picks, but I do see a lot of value in my pick. Right. Um, especially like my first and second rounds. Like those like I have three picks inside the first two rounds and those picks actually I believe they have a lot of value now and yeah. a lot of potential. So not trying to get more unless it's more inside of that area, inside the first two rounds. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. And it's tough to like think about trying to move fourth and fifth rounders. I mean, there's shots that are there that mm-hmm. you know may play out because um, you've got guys like Jalen Samuels who mm-hmm. you know, you know, he's a fourth the, rounder. Yeah, it's a fourth rounder, and you know. The, I mean, it's the fourth round of the rookie draft. You're going to need, like, something to happen. You're going to need a yep. trade or an injury or something. But, I mean, you could still get a good player coming out of those rounds. I mean, they're in the NFL. They're not bad. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, obviously it's it, it's an exponential fall off from there, yeah. from the first, second round. So, yeah, I think, I think the rookie draft for me, like, from a goals perspective, um, I, I think I'm really just trying to stick where I am. So I'm back. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, uh, I think I'm second to last pick. I no. think so. Third to last? I don't know what I am. I Second to last. This. Um, but I'm not really trying to like move. Again, it's all just like massive amounts of uncertainty. I'm not really trying to like move up super heavily because I don't love all the guys in the first round, and I don't really need wide receivers, which is pretty much everyone that's there. I'm also not really trying to like move back because I only have a second rounder, so there's not really that much moving back I could do. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see myself jumping into the second for another one, but that's probably going to require a player. So, yep. you know, maybe I'll hash that out as we get there, but that's kind of where my brain is right now. Uh, last segment for today... So oh, yeah. Cheek went ahead and put together some power rankings, uh, and I'll let him explain how he did it, and then we'll just kind of talk about some interesting results that came out of that. Yeah, we'll do this quick because we know we've been going for a while, guys, so we apologize for that. Uh, eh, about 45 minutes. That's we're not good. half bad. We're Even good. with the interruption, I thought it would be longer. Uh, so That's what, what happens I did... when I try to tell you that we should have talked about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what I did is I, I was kind of curious of, you know, what – like ADPs were for players on each individual team. And like, so what I did is I looked at fantasy pros, ADP rankings overall. So across every position um, and took every single player on every single team and put down their overall rank. And then we did the average of their overall team. So there are some players that are not ranked uh, on fantasy pros at least. So for example, uh, Antonio Gates, Borski, you have Antonio Gates. He's not ranked. On uh, Fantasy Pros. He's amazing. Uh, probably because he's retired or, I don't know, dead. One of the two. Uh, um, he'll be valuable. <laughs> uh, so I did not, obviously did not include those guys in the average. I also didn't include defenses um, because I feel like defenses are so, so useless in this type of situation. Like, the defenses range from, like, 200 to 400. And yeah. that's such a swing on average. So yeah, I was like, I'm going to take that out. That, that really skews some of it. Um, and some teams don't even have a defense, which kind of hurt. It helped them in one sense because defenses aren't. They didn't have someone down like in the 300s. Yeah, yeah. Someone down in the 300s, exactly. Um, so what I did is, again, took all the averages throughout, and then that's kind of how I built the power ranking. So if the highest average gets the highest score, also looked at the number of non ranked players number of top 50 players, and top 100 players for each individual Did team. Did you do number of retired players or players not on teams so that, that Chris Matre could win <laughs> a category? So it was interesting to see, like, one of the, one of the things that actually kind of shocked me is how many players there are on each team that are not ranked. So, like, most of us guys have at least four. The only teams that don't have at least four are Britain. He has three non-ranked players. Again, that's including defenses. Uh, after that, we have Nefli with two. Doesn't surprise you much, right? Because you're like, Nefli's a genius. He knows everything. Right. Uh, that's and why then, he gets to make drugs for people. 
<laughs> and then also we have Tynan with two players that were non-ranked. So, again, one of those is a defense. Right. His only non-ranked actual player was Raheem Mostert. So that was really surprising to see. Carl like, Mostert's not ranked? He's not ranked, yeah. That's because shocking. they got Burita and McKinnon and Tevin Coleman now. Like He, he just got way bumped down because of it. Yeah. Um, so that was a really interesting thing. Um, after that, it was kind of interesting to see uh, the number of top 50 players, the teams that had top 50 guys. A lot of teams had like four or six, which was kind of cool, like Britain, obviously. Right. Six. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's got like six top ten players. Yeah. He's got a lot. Uh, Another one that – this one actually surprised me a little. Corey. Corey has six top 50 players on his roster, um, which kind of made it seem like, you know, he might be a little better than I thought. Um, Doubt it. Yeah. And one team that surprised me that they didn't have as many, or I guess didn't necessarily surprise me, um, but very low numbers – Chris and Steph both only have three top 50 players. Yeah, that hurts. Um, their numbers go up significantly when we look at top 100. Like, Chris has seven, Steph has six, um, which is a factor. You have to think about that. Um, but really, really interesting to see that. Um, kind of just how many players are, like, kind of projected to be top 50. Uh, top 100, I, I mean, not, not to brag here, but, you know, two of the worst teams in the league have the most top 100. We got me with 10 and Jason with 9. Jeez. So, I mean, that feels pretty good. I mean, I think it just makes all these stats completely useless. I feel like, you know, <laughs> what's funny is, like, as I was putting this together, I felt like I stacked the deck with this one. So <laughs> I, I, I'm joking. I, I'm, I say that in jest. I, I don't think it makes it completely useless because I think it makes the uh, – it, it probably it may signify the idea of like who lives and dies on boom busts. Who, oh yeah. Because like like me, I live and die on the mm-hmm. on the on the Tyreek and Mahomes stack. Please come back, Tyreek. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Tyreek you know, hurts you on the top fifty as well. Yeah. So. Well, it's just yeah. Wait till he wait till he's exonerated. Yeah. He comes back. He's all of a sudden the top ten. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I do think it's interesting. Like it's an interesting way to look at it. Like on average, who is stacking the most value on their team? So you said. You're also number one in average ranking just overall. Is that right? Yeah. So, uh, again, with the average of overall rankings, I came in at number one at 121. um, And Jason came in at number two at 138. Jeez. So, that's his average overall, um, which is really interesting because, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I believe in my team, but, like, I believe in Britain's team more. And right. <laughs> like Britain's average was 143. So there's yeah. a 20 point swing there. Jason also has a little bit of an advantage though just cuz just peeking at the roster because in, in this metric on an average basis because he's carrying two defenses right now mm-hmm. and so many non-ranked players like JD McKissick and uh and Hunter Henry Is Hunter Henry not right? He's got three Hunter, defenses. He has three defenses. Yeah. So yeah, when you start knocking off so like you know, yeah. if you're picking up guys in the 300s that are like, you know, barely even ranked, and you threw out defenses, that's going to skew it a little bit. Yeah. But still, I mean, Jason's team, as it comes together on an average basis, is looking pretty good this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it, I, I think like factoring that in, I think Jason actually does bump ahead or very close to me at least on that because he does have three defenses. I like I only have one. Um, which also, Jason, why do you have three defenses? I don't know. We that's should talk great. about that. That's wild. Also, can we talk about the fact that Des Bryant is still ranked? He's coming back, baby. How? He's coming back. Jason Witten, Benjamin Watson, or Benjamin Watson, sorry, not ranked. 
Des Bryant ranked. Hey. Jason Witten should be ranked. He's going to play. <laughs> it is kind of disturbing that Jason Witten's not ranked. I know, right? Like, uh, that's so dumb. Is there a way that we could do? And tell me, tell me if we can't do this. Can we do median of all those things that you have on there? The oh, median gosh. instead of the mean. The median of the total numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like instead of average, just median. Uh, give me one moment here. And, and while while Cheek does that, the reason that I'm interested in that is that it may remove some of the bias of teams that either are carrying less players or are carrying unranked mm. players because by doing the median you don't weight all those like really low really extreme shots that people are carrying you start to get closer to what their average starter will be ranked because i, I can almost assure that no one's team is perfectly normally distributed so they will be a little bit different um so all right, the results are coming in now. <laughs> All right, so looking at this, uh, let's see, Jason's median is at 134. So pretty close to his. Yeah, mine's still at 127. Uh, man, Netflix took, takes a huge jump on that. Uh, so does Griff, actually. And Ty took a huge step back. He went down yeah. 40 points. Yeah, Ty went down a bunch. Uh, wow, that was interesting. I did not see that coming. Corey takes a big jump at 30 points. Um, so, yeah, if we were to do that, it would put uh, me still at first, Jason at second, it looks like. Um, and I, I could probably post all this stuff to Twitter as well later. Uh, Nefli at third. So he would go from – or no, Nefli at fourth, sorry. Uh, Griffin at third. So Griff would jump up two spots. Nefley would jump up three spots, then Britain. Um, that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, and so I think like for a guy like Griffin, if we take a take a peek at his team right now, he's been he's been stashing like rando backups the entire offseason. Oh yeah. And so he's just got all these guys that are down. I mean, he's got like Justin Watson. Never even heard of the guy. Ranked three sixty three. But if you take the median, you start to pull some of that out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like some of that that like low player stashing out, uh, which which is which is interesting. So yeah, uh, yeah cool. Thanks for doing that. So. Uh, I think that's kind of all we got for this episode. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. Like, like I said, I'll uh, I'll try to find a way to post this on Twitter. ADL um, blog would be a good spot for it too. Oh yeah, or we could do it on the blog as well. Um, yeah, really cool. We're we're excited. I'm actually. Su- I feel like this episode wasn't total garbage. Yeah, it worked in the out. End. That surprises me. And <laughs> the Blues just won the Stanley Cup, so I won did my bet really? for them to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, man. How so, much money did you put down on that game? One dollar. Oh, that's not that bad. All right. That's not bad at all. <laughs> uh, one dollar, Bob. Uh, so, that's fun. And uh, so, I guess congratulations to the city of St. Louis. First ever Stanley Cup for the St. Louis Blues. Wow. Yeah. First really? ever trip to the finals ever. So. Yeah. And I just love when Boston loses because I'm so sick of them parading and then making T-shirts about how often they parade. So, yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, episode, June 2019. Yes. Uh, we will see you guys all soon for the draft. And if we don't see you before then, we will see you uh, first Wednesday of July back for another episode. So thank you guys very much. See you. See you.